TMC in the place to be, been rhyming on the mic since 83, the K-I-N-G of the M-I-C, and that's all because of your MTV raps, that is. Your MTV raps was, is, and will always be hip-hop. Yo, MTV raps today. It really was an ambassadorship for hip-hop to mainstream America. Back in the days on the boulevard of Linden, we used to kick routines and the presence was written. There were black people behind the camera as well as in front of the camera. It was unheard of. Don't sweat the technique. Hip-hop couldn't have gotten this far if it hadn't have been for your own TV raps. All black youth that had exposure to cable TV were watching. More importantly, the world at large was watching. It was definitely something that you look forward to. You wanted to watch, you wanted to see who was going to be on there, what are they talking about. You know, it was a big deal. Freedom of speech, let them take it from me, next they'll take it from you, then what you gonna do? It created a generation of kids who grew up on this stuff. That's the generation that elects America's first black president. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. It's your boy, 12 Kyle, and uh, I'm back with another episode of the 12 Kyle Podcast. Uh, On this episode, man, we're going to be taking it back a little bit. We're going to take a look at two of the most pivotal pivotal, um, TV shows uh, dealing with hip-hop, Yo! MTV Raps and Rap City. And I got a special co-host in the building, uh, my man Cole Jackson. Cole Jackson from the Government Name Podcast. He is a uh, part of the BYNK Radio family. Cole, what up, man? Yo, what's up, 12 Kyle? I can't believe I'm on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what's up? What's up? Oh, my God. Do I know? Do I call you 12 Kyle? Do I call call you Kyle? What do I call you? Call me Kyle, man. That's cool. (laughs) How it works, man. Man, glad to have you on, brother. Thank you, thank you, man. I was super excited when um I listened to. I mean, we were talking earlier, but I'm gonna bring it up again. I was super excited because I heard the, the podcast you and Sid Davis did. Shout out to Social shout Introvert. Out, yeah, shout out. To um, and I was like, I gotta. I listened to your, your conversation. I was like, I gotta hit this dude up, and I gotta um see if I could get on the show. And uh, I most definitely listen to your podcast and like i told you before i heard the outcast episode and i was like i gotta i gotta do it i gotta get on <laughs> and um and i and i wanted to make sure that i was i was like i wanted to make sure it was hip-hop i, I love your hip-hop conversations Appreciate and it, i most definitely wanted to do something super hip-hop centric and uh i thought this would be a perfect thing to talk about yeah and i gotta thank you because when you hit me up you said yo i want to come on your podcast i was like yeah i said something you want to talk about you was like yeah we could talk about your mtv raps and and rap and it's and rap city and i was like and i thought about it, i was like that's something in the podcast that i've done that i've never talked about like just the, the the influence and and just our memories of those shows because they were they were very powerful and very influential 
So, man, mm-hmm. I, I got to thank you for coming up with the idea because I probably wouldn't have thought of it myself. <laughs> no, man. I mean, these, like, like it seems like uh, like people today kind of, they don't have that, honestly. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. Like, I, I distinctly remember being able to come home after school mm-hmm. and get me a, a freestyle. <laughs> Fire-ass <laughs> freestyle, man. Like, um, they don't have that anymore. Like yeah. the most things that people that, that a lot of people watch now are like battle, like the battle rap, mm-hmm. the battle circuit stuff. And you know, I think part of that is because we really don't have videos anymore. You know, you don't have. I mean, and you have videos, but it's not like how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hip hop, in particular. The video, if you can go back into the the golden era of hip hop, the video used to go along with the song. It was the visual for the song. Right. And then, you know, as time changed, that kind of changed. And, you know, to having these videos that had nothing to do with the song. And then you had some videos that were just, you know, just really, really dope. And people gravitated to to the song because of the video. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we'll talk about Yo! MTV Raps and Rap City, how they were a platform for these videos. But now we really don't have a platform, and I always bug out because like there'll be a MTV Music Video Awards, and I and I had to ask somebody the other day, I'm like, <laughs> does MTV still play videos? Like, I think I asked Sid that. I think me and Sid were talking about. I was like, do they still play? I mean, because like I know MTV Jams probably plays videos, but MTV, yeah. the entity MTV. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, like, everything but videos on MTV. So, yeah, it's like videos exactly, and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And I remember back in 1981, back in 1981, when we first got cable in my house, and one of the first TV stations that I watched was Yo! MTV Raps. I mean, I'm sorry, it was MTV. And mm-hmm. what was interesting about MTV back then, no black people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you would not see a black I mean Michael Jackson had to fight to get on MTV initially and and for a while he was the only one and I remember it was but it was kind of subtle and I remember one thing about MTV was that Rick James had Super Freak and Super Freak at the time was like the biggest song in the country and right. he couldn't get no spins on MTV and he was like yo y'all racist yeah. And and they were you know it wasn't like how it would be in nineteen I mean excuse me in twenty nineteen if you call somebody racist MT was like yeah you Rick James you you a little you know R and B single we we we're not really worried about you right. but right. um but Rick couldn't I mean and we all know how big Super was and it was interesting that you know some almost ten years later Hammer flips the sample to you know Super Freak and puts it on you can't touch this and that video is all over MTV right so you know it was crazy so man. I'm going to date myself by saying I remember seeing that on a VH1 behind the music. (laughs) (laughs) You know what time it is. I remember when Rick James was talking about they were talking about on VH1 behind the music. Rick couldn't get um, no love, man. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the crazy crazy thing is, it's like, how do you not give somebody like Rick James? Rick freaking... I mean, uh, and and again, he was the he was one of the biggest artists at the time, right? And he couldn't right. get it, and and you know, same for Prince. Prince for a long time didn't get any love, and then it, for a while it was Michael Jackson. And by the time Purple Rain dropped, it was Prince. But if you look at like, like I remember even MTV playing uh, the 1999 video 
uh, you know, that came years later. That wasn't that wasn't a video that they were playing when Prince first dropped it. So you didn't really and BET, you know, for what it's worth, wasn't out in the early eighties. Yeah. Um, so that actually leads me to my first question: What are your first memories of Yo MTV Raps? Because so, that came out first. That was, I think, the first episode that, aired in 1988. Yeah, it was 88. I ended up coming in around about the time um, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover was hosting. Okay, okay. I, I was part. I was a part of the the Ed Lover dance era. For sure, for sure. <laughs> like around about the time when like Hammer was like hard and stuff like that mm-hmm. was like um and like late like late in the time of like um like run dmc when they were kind of like when they went from wearing uh adidas to like they were wearing what they started wearing like kangos and right and right right they had kind of switched their whole style up mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um i was around about that era man i remember dr dre and ed lover um, first of all, we didn't pay for cable in my house. We we had a we had a box. <laughs> we were poor, so it didn't come up that we had. We, I just think we remember when we got the black box in, in our in our house, and uh, I remember uh, turning on MTV and seeing like these this fat dude and this other this dude that was really mouthy, and then I remember seeing um. Was it an Ice Cube video? I think it was Ice Cube. I can't remember which Ice Cube video it was. And I was like, oh, shit, they playing. They playing. Oh, I didn't mean to curse. I didn't know no, if I can curse. curse. No, you can say whatever. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, they playing Cube? I was like, yo. And from then on out, I would just I would just watch that. But I remember Ed Love was doing the Ed Love dance. It was I think it was like every Wednesday. And it was mm-hmm. like. Da, 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 yep, da, 45 things. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 but I remember that show. And I'm not. I grew up in the West Coast. Um, I remember that show. I was thinking that was what New York was really like because I had never been in New York. Because I was like, is that what New York is? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that how New York is really like? Holy snap. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was cool. It was cool. That's where I kind of learned. I learned how to have like style. You know what I'm saying? Like. I learned how to um, wear my wear my Nikes and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. No doubt, no doubt. I um, I I go back with the OMT raps a little bit further than you. I um, my first memory of OMT, I remember them actually advertising about it, and so I go back to Fab Five Freddy, right? And yeah. So I remember um, they were doing this uh, promotional thing where they were saying, okay, coming up to Saturday. You know, at 9 a.m., Fab Five Freddy, Yo MTV Raps. And I was like, what the hell is Yo MTV Raps? And because, like, <laughs> it didn't, advertisement really said. And I didn't know who Fab Five Freddy was, but they had a picture of him. He was black. I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And it, it said rap. So I was like, and I was a huge rap fan. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this, you know, this can't be bad. So um, I just remember it was a Saturday night, 9 o'clock. And lo and behold, Fab Five Freddy comes on, this black guy, he's talking like that. And, you know, he's talking or whatever. And then at some point he introduces, he's like, I'm going to throw it to the video. And when he said, I'm going to throw it to the video, that's when I realized, oh, this is a video show. Like, I didn't know that they were going to be playing videos. I just thought mm-hmm. this Fab Five Freddy dude was going to be on here talking about rap. Mm-hmm. So they started playing videos and I'm like, yo. And then so, man. I want to say I was in the 
I was in the, I think I was in the eighth grade, I think. <laughs> uh, I just remember going to school, and that was the talk of school, right? I was in the right. eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade, I can't remember. Um, but I remember that was a talk of school. Like, yo, did you see uh, MTV Raps last night? Yo, did you? I mean, like, we all were just talking about it. And so it really, at that particular time, but we didn't really know it, it became appointment TV for us. So mm-hmm. it was every Saturday night, 9 p.m., we were watching Yo! MTV Raps. And one of the first episodes that I can remember was Fab Five Freddy going to Compton to visit N.W.A. Hey, I remember seeing that. And, uh, man, it was so dope, man, because, like, they were riding. They got on the back of this flatbed truck, and they were riding through Compton, and they went to the studio, and Easy e had a gun. It was just, I mean, like, N.W.A., <laughs> they were really playing up. The you know persona by that time, Easy uh, Easy's uh, first album Easy Does It had come out and Straight Out of Compton had come out and so they were the baddest month planet right so it was it was dope seeing those guys on TV so here it was the music that I was hearing because I had NWA's tape I had uh, Easy E's tape mm-hmm. the music that I was hearing I finally got a chance to see these guys on tv live and right. so it was bugged out because we had never in hip-hop well i can't even call, really call it hip-hop because it was called rap at the time mm-hmm. um that was that was unheard of and you know like i was telling you before we started what was interesting about that p- period of time and i try to convey this particularly for people who either weren't alive or weren't around or just you know whatever is mm-hmm. that rap was something that we just weren't sure how long it was going to last when right. it came through the mid '80s, it was looked at as something that was going to be a fad. It was supposed to go out like disco. So, when you talk to people who lived through that era, you might see that they hold it kind of high in their regard. And the reason being is that we just didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess the best way I can describe it is: imagine coming home from school and you got a tape, you got your NWA tape, and mm-hmm. then. That's on a Monday. And then Tuesday, you come home from school and rap doesn't exist anymore. I mean, right. like, yeah, right. I mean, like, so we really right. didn't know what was going to happen. So we cherished that music. And 88, in my opinion, is the greatest year in hip hop. So that was a phenomenal year for hip hop albums. Mm-hmm. So it you had all of that stuff going. And then here it is, a TV show that, you know, where you get to get a chance to see your you know, music heroes, if you will, on the TV screen and their videos. Uh, so it, it, it was dope, man. It was really, really dope. Um, now, conversely, um, on BET, mm-hmm. uh, Rap City started in 1989. Of course, you right. know, BET was a little bit behind, but nonetheless, you know, they had to come up with a show as well. What is your uh, first memories of, you know, Rap City? Big legs. <laughs> Shout out to Big Les, man. Big, Big Les. Les. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, yes. Big Les. Yes. <laughs> like, like, that was it. Like, was like, what was that? She fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, she is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Les. Like, that was when I started watching it. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to be completely honest. I only started watching Rap City because I seen some fine-looking woman on there. <laughs> you know, I'm at that age where I'm like, right. anything that's on the TV with some nice legs, I'm watching. And, um, God, man, but I think the the thing about Rap City, because I think Rap City, Rap City was different. Rap City was more 
I guess. Like, okay, I look at it like this. Yo MTV Raps, I can tell, I can tell from just how I watched it that mm-hmm. a bunch of white guys in a boardroom came up with this show. Mm. Um, Rap City was more some black people came up with it. Mm. It just made it. It made it for me. Rap City was way more stylish. Um, this is from my point of view. Way more stylish. They played way more videos that people didn't know about. I think the the stuff that came on Yo MTV Raps um, was cool, but it was a lot of and and like I said, the era that I kind of started watching the um, Yo MTV Raps was kind of going towards the end. But um, they they played a lot of main. They played it safe. Mm-hmm. They didn't play it safe, bro. Like it was. They played some real. St- I I distinctly remember them playing South Central Cartel on there. <laughs> Damn. Rap uh, <laughs> City used to play South Central Cartel. They used to play. I I really and I might be wrong and somebody can correct me, but I really think they played something from the Crips and Bloods um CD. Wow. <laughs> like they had a video. Wow. I don't know if it's probably love or not, but they had something from the Crips and Bloods CD, and I I I think that they played a video from that actual album. Wow. But I think that Rap City was one of those um, shows where they were like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And um, I've always looked at Rap City as one of those. It was, it's just a lot more gritty. Like, come on, man. You think Big Les was going to be on MTV? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> not. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. She was thick. <laughs> yeah, she was thick before thick was cool. Right, right, and she could dance, and she was she was a dancer. Yeah, she was like, too. yeah. But let me say something, and I don't know if I heard this from your podcast or somebody else's podcast or just a random conversation. Like people don't really understand, hip hop is not even fifty years old it's yet. It's not. It's not. It's nineteen seventy three. Um, shout out to Cool Hurt. Word. So we're still growing mm-hmm. as a genre yes. and as a culture, bro. Like. I don't think people really, especially, um, and I, I hate to be like these kids today. Like I don't want to <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> you get know off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that because I, I think a lot of times, um, I think what what a lot of the OGs in, in hip hop do is we make fun and we point and we talk shit about what this generation is doing, but we fail to realize that they used to do the same thing to us. This is true. Um, it's a it's a cycle that we really need to break. I'm 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 so accepting of new music. Um, I like a lot of these young cats, and a lot of these young cats are actually doing what they want to do independently, and they're getting their money, and that's fine. Um, I think as my OG in the game too, uh, as far as like music is concerned, mm-hmm. hip hop is concerned. Like we gotta we gotta learn how to nurture that, and we gotta learn how to how to help that. They don't have Rap City. I feel like I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like Rap City and Yo MTV Raps really help with nurturing as far as us being, you know, kids and teens at that at that time. Help nurture our love for the music and love oh, no doubt. Uh, for the for the culture, bro. Because where else could you have seen most of the fashion? Where else could you have seen a lot of these artists? giving their interviews like that was the that was the coolest thing to me like nowhere else <laughs> nowhere else you really actually got an opportunity to like 
see a, a artist a hip-hop artist actually bringing a video mm-hmm. it's like here's my new video such and such my album is dropping this date and then you would get an interview with that like that's awesome nobody does that now you know what i'm saying right. and i feel like when i used to see stuff like that man like that used to like inspire me like i used to <laughs> i used to want to rap you know what I'm <laughs> I, be I think rap. we all did <laughs> man, my cousin he could rap really good i used to just rap with him and i'd just be like i'm just rapping but um just being able to see people that you really felt or really was uh, a fan of on tv showing you that video telling you when that when that stuff was about to drop man that was like the shit to me it i love it it really was and i and I, I i agree a thousand percent because like you said for a lot of people a lot of kids coming up that was the introduction you know it was it was the albums but also when you could follow those albums up with you know their videos and then for a few that made it to tv being able to have them in for an interview you know i I knew of and and i had and i think i had his album tupac's first album at the time but i remember Mm -hmm. tupac coming on yo mtv raps and sitting down with ed lover and dr dre Mm -hmm. and you know you get one persona when you hear someone's music you get another persona when you actually have them you know sit in front of someone and answer questions Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like uh, and one of the cool things that i loved about both shows was it wasn't like just your typical interview i mean like they were made to feel like they were at home so it was almost like you would talk with your homeboy and it just happened to be a camera there you know what i'm saying so i I thought that was really really dope um when i look back and that actually leads me into the next question i have for you when Mm -hmm. i look back into your mtv raps and rap city I think everybody kind of had, or at least I know I did, had a ritual. Did you have any rituals as to how you would watch it or or what you would do if you, you know, when you came home and what time? Because I know you said you were back and forth between, you know, uh, uh, Birmingham and the West Coast. When you were watching these programs, did you have a ritual like that you would do each day when you would watch it? No, nah, I, mean, I mean the only thing I would do honestly is get some chips and post some- <laughs> and that was it. Like you know, like you can't really do much when you poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like you know what was different for us? Like because uh, it would come on at four thirty. I mm-hmm. made sure that I got my home. Try to get my homework done because I didn't do nothing else. I I had to watch it. So and if for some reason I didn't watch it, I recorded mm-hmm. it. I had to shout out to the old school VCRs. We had a, we had a <laughs> yeah, VCR. yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely, we had a VCR, so I had to record it, man. Yeah, man. I I, did, I distinctly remember recording over some of my uh, aunt's stories, and she, <laughs> had, she, she like, "What is the hell is this?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> "You know what I'm saying?" But hey, that's old school because you said stories. You didn't say soap operas. <laughs> that's what she was called. Them. <laughs> my aunt called the stories. It was the stories, and oh, I was like, no. "My bad." Yeah, you, you got Ed Lover all over Victor Newman. <laughs> what the hell is she? Said, Who is these niggas on? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 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 tape. Uh, uh, some of you listeners will never know what we're talking about. VCRs, I mean, because you got a DVR now. You don't have to do anything. You you can record and not even make it home and just press a button. But yeah, that 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 was dope, man. I, I just I had to ask you that because that that was my ritual, man. I I tried my best to make sure that my homework was done because really between. Um, you know, four thirty and six. I mean, I really wasn't going to get it, get much work done because I was going to be watching those videos, man. 
See, for me, man, honestly, like, so my aunt and uncle were, my uncle worked a whole lot. My aunt was uh, at home the most, but she worked a lot too. But the cool thing about that was, it's like my aunt was very okay with me negotiating. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could negotiate my way into, like, I really, she, so my grades was, was basically what I, what, what my bargaining chip was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as long as my homework got done, and my grades pretty much come in from school and just kind of like do what I needed to do as like and then you know at, at that time growing up in in the neighborhood I grew up in um not so good but uh I couldn't I couldn't be out um, and or um if I couldn't the cool the 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 messed up thing I used to hate was it was like if they weren't going to be at home in the afternoon I'd have to go to the boys and girls club okay, so it was okay. like one of those situations where you know I would be praying i'm like yo please let my my aunt be at the house because i want to see you know rap city or something like that uh you know whatever um but my 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 aunt uncles they was they was cool my aunt was really cool she it, it helps to have um a parent or a guardian who was so my aunt was so big into music and she was so she she got it you get what i'm saying right, like right right like she was very cool about a lot of stuff that a lot of parents wouldn't be but because i was so into music so heavy no matter if it was hip-hop or not like she was like i'm cool with it like i get it like Mm -hmm. i went through the she went through the same thing with you know the funk era and all this other stuff you get what i'm saying so for her she looking at me it was like she seen what she went through in me if that makes sense oh no doubt um so she was cool with it, you know what I'm saying. As long as I wasn't, as long as I wasn't game banging, I was <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as I, I didn't enjoy right. no crips, as long as I enjoyed the crips, I was good. So, no <laughs> you <doubt>. know. <laughs> so, so when it comes when it, to uh, when it comes to yo MTV raps, when you think back on it, like Brit hosts uh, that that of all the hosts that you remember seeing. Oh, Ed Love and Dr. Dre, no okay. doubt. Why, no why doubt. Ed Love and Dr. Dre? Cause they were funny as hell. <laughs> like no they would talk. He would Ed Love would low key be killing Dr. Dre, bro. Like he would be <laughs> on him hard as hell, and he was like the comic foil. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed them. I I really enjoyed um, their chemistry together. They even they got a they got a movie off of that. Yes. Yes, they got a movie called Man. Man and I, watched it, and it, I still don't understand. I still don't get it, but who cares? Right. Um, but that was, I think, being able to see um, some cats again for me, and like I said, the way my mind was thinking or the way I was looking at, I'm like, yo, that's New York. Like that's how New York is. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's New York. You know what I'm saying? Like they just. That's what everything that happened on there. That's how I envisioned would happen in New York. <laughs> like, that's how I looked at it. So, but yeah, Doctor Dre and Lover, man, I love them, man. They was, whew, they was something else. They was hilarious too. Yeah, man, same here, man. I I was huge fans of uh, Ed Lover and Doctor Dre. I, they, like you said, they were funny, and Ed Lover always had like a little one liner in there. He would get in and just be funny, and none of what they did was scripted. You know what I'm saying? And I found yeah. out, you know, years later, um, Ed Lover, you know, he said, like, when he said when they first got, st- he was a security guard at a high, at his old high school. 
And <laughs> wow. Here's the here's the funny part. They got the job. They all did. They came down an audition uh, for Ted Demi, who was the uh, rest in peace, who was the creator of Yo MTV Raps, and they auditioned for the spot. Right? He said they kept he kept his job as a high school security guard for like the first four or five months because he just didn't know if you know if they were gonna get picked up, if it was gonna get canceled. Or what the money was going to be. And I think he said they were getting like $500 a show or something like something. There wasn't a lot of money. And so, and, so, and, and, his, and and whatever they were getting, I can't remember if it was $500. Let's just say it was $500. He and, Ed, he and Dre were splitting it. So it wasn't even like they, you know. Uh, like straight to 50. Exactly. So, um, but he said, you know, it blew from there. And in their prime, when they when they were at their, their prime peak, they both were making like half a million dollars a year, right? Just off of your MTV raps, and so um, yeah, I, I love those dudes, man. Still a big fan of Ed and Dre, man. And I, I, I listen to Ed's podcast, the Come On Son podcast. Um, mm. Ed was actually he actually had a radio show here that was really really dope. Yeah, a couple of years uh, he and Moni Love mm-hmm. um, that got canceled after uh, the radio station got bought out, um, but. But yeah, man, I love Ed, man. Funny dude, man. Funny, funny dude. And they just that that, that show was just it was like you said, it was must see TV, man. I mean, when, and then when it got to the point where it was, it was doing the dance each week, it was oh, fun. Yeah, man. I it love was... the dance. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What's up? When you watched it, did you feel the same way? Like, did you ever feel like they were going to cancel MTV? Was going to ever cancel your MTV raps in its prime? No, because you felt like that was something that was needed because you couldn't get it anywhere else. I mean, like, where else were you going to get black kids who were the culture tuning into this particular program? And then, you know, obviously, as hip hop grew and, you know, started expanding, you know, more white kids got into it. But, you know. I, I never I, it was one of those things where I thought was just going to go on forever like I just you didn't envision it not being on because it was successful and they made so much money from it and I mean like it was it went from you know them doing yo MTV raps to having Ed and Dre host like the the, the, sp- the spring not spring, spring break. break yeah spring yeah, break they and, on spring break yeah, yeah you know so I mean like so those dudes were everywhere and then like you said they got movie deals they got they had songs and stuff like that. they were everywhere so I just didn't see the brand itself ever kind of stopping because MTV, you know, had finally come around and had invested in, you know, this thing called rap music. And it was so profitable. It was profitable for everybody. Um, but no, I, I would have never envisioned it not being there, especially see, for as long as it was around. I looked at it a little bit differently. And the reason being is because I looked at it from a standpoint. Now, this is coming from some some very militant, uh, uh, well, not parents, <laughs> uh, guardians, my guardians. Right. Um, but I was looking at it as like, you got this black, blatantly black show. I mean, for unapologetically all, black. For all intents and purposes, as black as they could be. Yes. Um, on, like, when you think of MTV, you think of pop music you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you think like out of everything that was on mtv this was the blackest thing that they could a- a- ever have and the thing is i always looked at it as like they can't get away with this forever <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like they cannot keep you know i thought you know i think 
I, I just felt like because this was the only time if I'm wrong please correct me but this was the only time really rap videos was getting played well I mean you had you had Rap City but like when they when when because rap yo MTV raps came out first no and, I mean like on on MTV it, oh, um, oh, no, I mean, yeah. just on the network just oh, yeah, on the yeah, net- yeah, yeah. no question no question no question no they they that was probably the only time I mean unless you had like a crossover song like um funky cold Medina or uh uh, the joint from Young MC, or, yeah. or Vanilla Ice, or somebody, or Hammer, or you know, you had to have that crossover appeal to get play out, to get to be a rap act, and get play outside of outside of you know your MTV raps. I mean, you had to be like Run DMC or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, as soon as soon as your MTV raps go up, it's like back to Madonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, <laughs> you weren't gonna see a like red a virgin. Man. Let's do it. <laughs> you weren't gonna see a red man video. <laughs> on TRL, <laughs> so so you're right. They they I I just I never thought that it would be a time where there wouldn't be on TV, and it is interesting that that time you know came a lot sooner than probably a lot of us thought that it ever would. Mm-hmm. Um, now, conversely, when you when you look at Rap City, uh, who who was your favorite host on that on that on those shows? Uh-oh. Other than Big Liz. Uh... <laughs> It would have to be Big Tig. Okay, okay. Big Tig, Big, Big, Tig, Big Tigger brought in the basement. Yes. And for me, that was the best time for Rap City because you would have so many people doing. Well, okay. Let me let me expose some things first, kids. A lot of those freestyles weren't freestyles. Oh, most <laughs> yeah, most of them weren't. Um, <laughs> There was some times when you actually had people who actually did freestyles, but I think around about the time when when it was when it became the basement and Tigger was doing it, oh my god! Like I think that's when it was like the rawest. Like I remember, I remember Rap City. It's a cat out of California. A lot of people don't know him. His name is Brother Lynch Hung. Mm-hmm. He had a Brother Lynch Hung. He had a video on Rap City, and I was like, you made it, bro. Like, you have made it, bro. And he did, like, this style of hip-hop that was, like, horror, horrorcore or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, his stuff was, like, killing babies oh, type shit. stuff. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it was... Whew, it was... He was, he was It was he, a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was selling horror. He was selling, like, killing shit. But... He had a video on Rap City, and I was like, "Yo, like for real?" A lot of, a lot of the thing is for me when I look at Rap City and when I look at that time, a lot of, a lot of West Coast artists um, that I would never, that you would never think, but would be have a video and would be on Rap City was on Rap City. Like Compton Most Wanted was on there, MC8 was on there, um, Quick had some videos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I felt like Rap City. I felt like, and that's when people don't understand, like, a lot of people weren't messing with the West Coast a lot. True indeed. And um, just to be able to see that on Rap City was, like, cool as hell because that made me feel like, yo, like, they they don't care where you're from. They're going to play your music. They're going to play your video. Um, But when Tigger came in and we was getting these freestyles, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Come yes, on, yes. Man. yes. Yeah, I I feel you, man. I think probably my favorite 
it's probably a tie between Tigger and uh, Joe Claire. Um, love Joe Claire. Love Big Tigger, man. They mm-hmm. those those two eras of uh, hosts were really really dope for me because one, I think the music was so prevalent. Um, and like you said, Tigger bought the basement. Some people at first were at least some of my friends they didn't particularly care basement but then when he started you know rapping and everything like that because i mean like the premise was corny at first though. exactly is that yeah because he was in the basement of his mother's house yeah. and uh you know so it wasn't you you have to if you go back with the djs you go back from you know chris thomas the mayor to mm-hmm. prince de jour to mm-hmm. you know big les to joe claire and then the big tigger um and then I think what happened was, you know, Tigger really kind of changed it and that format changed. And, and it was one of the things that I really appreciated was that his interviews were so chill. Like he, you know, you mm-hmm. might have Rakim or Jay-Z or Nas there and they might just be shooting pool. And yeah. it's just, you know, they're just kicking it. They're not. And he's just it's, it's very it's not it's not anything confrontational. The artists are really made to relax and I think we got some of the more genuine interviews in hip hop that you could get back then. So, um, you know, I think really kept it real with Tigger and they didn't really come to come on there and, and, you know, put on any airs. And I think when he when they got to the point where they were freestyling, cats knew that Tigger was going to freestyle regardless. That's what I loved. Man, let me tell you me something. Too. When Tigger would rap, mm. that 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 felt so genuine. Like the cool thing, and I and I I don't know um, a lot about like the 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 ins and outs of like what happened with Rap City, but when Tigger got there and he started doing those types of interviews and they started doing the freestyles, I really feel like he put his foot down and he said, "We need to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what people want to see." Like right. we, we would prefer they would be sitting down on couches and stuff having like really dope and good interviews too. By the way, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a lot of BS. Um, it w- and then Tigger was not the type of host that would um, try to start some beef or right, 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 or ask, exactly, exactly. Um, it was very genuine. It was more like a conversation. Um, Tig would would when they freestyle, Tig would get up in there. If Tig Tigger would tell you, I'm not a rapper. I can't rap, <laughs> but I'm gonna get you know. It would feel so like it really felt like you was like at somebody's at your homeboy's house. Cause I remember being at my friend's house when I was, when I was going over. I remember I had a homeboy, and we used to go over his house, and we used to, he had a little karaoke machine, and we used to we used to record our raps on his karaoke machine all okay. the time, and it was the same thing. Like we would we would <laughs> we would get the mic, we play the beat, and we would freestyle off of that man, and it it felt exactly the same way when, um, you know what I'm saying when I watched Rap City like felt good like rap mm-hmm. city just felt not to take anything away from your ntv raps because your ntv raps was actually very very relevant and very very needed but i also look at that was just like it kind of was like it's a path to me and 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 i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes but it took what what your mtv raps did and it kind of it said we're gonna we're gonna expand it and we're gonna make it a lot better and we're gonna do more of because Believe it or not, your TV raps had a lot of chill 
they was chill too. Mm-hmm. Like they they had interviews that were super chill. Like they would be sitting at the, what was a bar or something like that, and then like it like Dr. Dre would be be DJing. DJing you get what right, I'm right. It was stuff like that happening there, but I think once we got to the point of of uh, Rap City, it was just a whole different level. It was a whole different um, type of a vibe from from Tig. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a different thing. I love it. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And I, and I think that there's something to be said about being able to turn on the TV and seeing cats that look like you that talk like you, that maybe dress like you or dress like how you would want to dress. And you see yourself in those people. And then when you have these hosts who are either relating to their guests or just, you know, just making that, even if they don't even have, because I remember, you know, they there would be shows where there wasn't any guests, but mm-hmm. they would just, the shows would still be dope because they made you feel like you were just, I mean, you felt like you were in the basement. Or you felt like you were in the studio with, with Ed Love and Dr. Dre. Or you mm-hmm. felt like you were with Fab Five Freddy. Um, so I, I think that's thing. Those are the things that really kind of stand out to me over that period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, just based on what you just said, you got to pick one. Which one you taking? Yo MTV Raps or, B, <laughs> or, or, or BET's Raps? Pick one of my pick. Got to pick one. Gun, who's, gun who's in your, your head. Who's Cole, your Jackson, child, putting, Cole Jackson, I'm putting a gun in your head. Which one you taking? I'm sorry, everybody. I, I got to go with Rap City. Okay. And the reason being, honestly, is about the time when Rap City was getting into his groove for me. Um, I was learning a lot more about, I got a lot of stuff from Rap City, like my style. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I learned about, um, like, you have to understand, like, you know, I was in I was where I was at like music wise like it was a lot of hardcore gangster rap I mean it was some you had some 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 groups like Far Side or something like that that, that wasn't on that but I, if it wasn't for for Rap City I wouldn't know about like Nas mm-hmm. or I wouldn't know about like I mean I probably would have known but you know what it I'm saying probably taking longer for you to find it mm-hmm, the way I was introduced to a lot of music. I wouldn't have known about uh, Tribe Called Quest. Um, just a lot of different, a lot of different things I got from Rap City. You know what I'm saying? Like, like again, like I wanted to be stylish, like a lot of those cats that was on there, and I, I got a lot of um, slang. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just so much stuff that I, I'm, I'm part of a generation that was like the TV generation. Like you sit me in front of a TV and I'll sit there for hours just like, ooh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And but that, you know, I would get I would get game from that type stuff too. You get what I'm saying? Like right. I'll be I'll be getting school from TV sometime. Okay, so my next question, uh what was and it could be either for Rap City or uh or for Yo MTV Raps. What was cuz there's always one video where somewhere where one of these one of these shows dropped the video and you just it just like blew your mind like either you didn't know the video was coming or just given the fact that you were just able to see that particular video what was that moment for you um, what was the video uh, ice cube today was a good day wow for real and which which one did you see it on uh raps uh rap city okay 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 that's yeah. what's up today was a good day um i'll never forget that like 
I, I'll never forget that <laughs> ever. Like it was just like it was Cube. How can I explain it? Like Cube was just different. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And that song, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like think about that song. Think about that song for a minute, man. He talked about his day, bro. His day. And he he had this man shot dice and one. <laughs> Had a triple this double. Man, this man got a triple double. He Ho- rolled hooked through, up with a girl. He, he rolled through Compton. Was it Compton? I don't forget. He was somewhere in L.A. and the cops didn't even fuck with him. And he was in a drop top. Yep. Um. And he got he hooked up with some chick. And then he, the Goodyear blimp even said his name. <laughs> the hell? What? <laughs> this nigga said he even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp and it read Ice Cube the pimp. Oh, Are that's, you serious, that's dude? What's up. So for me, seeing today was a good day, and and it was like, but see, that's the thing too. <laughs> it was it was two different versions because they actually had like a, a uncensored version where you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but it, it took me, it I just looked at Cube completely different, and I was like, this is. This is amazing. <laughs> like this is that because that was the first time I heard the song and anything, and I was like, "Yo, like, yo!" <laughs> and I don't think think I think that was on a Predator, and I don't think I think the video came out. If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the video came out before Predator dropped. I think so. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. And um, that got me amped up for Predator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was that. That was. Pfft. Man, you you took me back with that one. <laughs> so what was it for you? What was it? What um, was it for you? Well, you know what? Let me go back. If gun in my head. Oh yeah, you got to pick. Yeah, you I'm gotta gonna pick. take. I gotta go with your t- your MTV raps, man. And the only reason why I gotta I got I gotta give them the slight nod, man, is because like it was something that we had never seen before. I mean, like again, like I said earlier. It truly was appointment TV. The first time that I saw it, like it was so different to have rap music on in prime time. Because keep in mind, most of the music that we heard, we just had tape of. We had CDs. Well, not even CDs weren't there. I'm sorry. We just had tapes of. And to be able to see an NWA video. Mm-hmm. When I couldn't even see NW, I couldn't even hear NWA on the radio in my hometown. You know what I'm saying? Like you call and say, "Hey, can you play Express Yourself?" And they're like, "No, nah, it's got too much cussing in it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that literally happened when I called the radio station. I said, "Can you play?" Um, I called the radio station, asked, I requested to play um, Express Yourself, and they said it had too much cussing in it. And so I was like, I was bummed out or whatever. So. I was like, man, fuck that radio station. I don't care. <laughs> so, and so it gets to the point where I'm like, yo, you, oh you wait God. a minute, you you gonna you actually gonna play these videos? You're gonna play these videos to these songs that I don't even hear on the radio, and I can get a chance to see the visual arts of it. And I mean, like, it was just so dope. So for me, probably just because it came first, and mm-hmm. so and there's also you know the affinity to Ed Love and Dr. Dre. I give the slightest edge to uh, to, to Yo MTV Raps. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment where it just froze me kind of in my tracks was um, it was the first it had to been like yeah it had to been the first year that uh, 
Yo MTV when it was just Yo MTV Raps where before uh, Rap City came on, the mm-hmm. video was uh, Slick Rick, um, Children's Story. Mm. Oh wow! I didn't know that there was a video. Mm-hmm. I had I had the Slick Rick. I had the Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Rick excuse, excuse me, tongue tied. I had the Great Adventures of Slick Rick. I had the tape. Uh, yeah. Again, a product of 1988, one of the great, the greatest year in hip hop. Uh, that album came out, so I had the tape, and I didn't know that there was a video. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home from school, and I was actually, it was on, and I remember I think I was about to go outside, and I was gonna set the the, <laughs> I was gonna set the VCR. You about to tape over your mama's Ex- story? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I was just about to walk out the door. And the video came on. You know how it. And I was like, "Wait a minute! They got a video for this." And I stood there and watched the video, Solid man. Too. And I was just, I was blown away. I was blown away, Cole. No lie. And I was just like, that. It, it literally stopped me in my tracks. And so, you know, that was just something that you just didn't see every day. And again, I had the tape. And so to have the tape and then put the visuals along. And the video, you know the video. The video went along with the song. So it was just- That's what I'm saying. Like the the, the video was so it was stylish because it was exactly. in black and white. Exactly. How many like it was in black and white and it was this dude Slick Rick was like acting and then he was like it was in a comedic way. Exactly. You know, it was everything. So it was just it was incredible, man. So that that was the time where it just where it just really kind of hit for me, and I was like, "Wow, man, this is crazy! Like, I, I can't believe that I'm actually sitting here watching this video." And it it was just, like I said, to be able to have that when you got the tape, and then you were able to put the visuals along with it, man, I, it was just incredible. That was just strictly incredible for me. Um, I have a question. Go ahead. So, do you think it was? Let me. So, I mean, I, I was I was talking about this early, but I never really brought this up to you. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was artists that you would have never came across or came across later if it wasn't for either one of these shows? I think no question. I think they they well probably more so uh, rap city than um, than than Yo MTV raps because Yo MTV raps, although they were playing videos from the artists that I was listening to, they were. I don't. I can't even say they were mainstream because you could see e- EPMD on Yo MTV Raps. You could see EPMD on Rap City, but you might see, I don't know, um, you might see Cypress Hill mm. on BET on Rap City, and you might not see them on MTV. So it, it was just, and it, I, again, it really just depends on the song. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Um, but I think really, man, that that particular time, I think some of that stuff, we probably we probably would have heard or saw it, but it would have been later and further down the road. And I mean, there were other video shows. I know Video Jukebox came out with Ralph McDaniel, but I think that was more of a regional thing. I think that was more like New York. Um, yeah, I never heard of it. <laughs> it. I mean, it was dope. It was dope, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't something that we had access to. Honestly, it wasn't. I didn't hear about Video Jukebox until. Um, probably until I got to college, mm-hmm. and so I never saw any episodes of it. But I knew that Ralph McDaniel, Ralph McDaniel's, was a a major player in hip hop, and um, you know. But I I never saw it because I think again I think that was something regional. But it was mm-hmm. pretty much just Yo MTV raps, and it was you know uh, Rap City. But like you said, there were videos 
that, you know, and there were artists that I think I saw on, like, I think, I want to say the first time I saw a Tribe video was mm-hmm. on Rap City. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Benita Applebaum. I think that was on Rap City before I saw it. And it was, it was kind of interesting, Cole, because and you, this was probably right around the time that you started watching. There was some, you know, it, it was competition and there were some videos. I don't want to say that that couldn't get airplay, but MTV had a certain, you know, style and had a certain, you know, certain line of videos that they were going to play. Right. And BET and Rap City, they had their only kind of style that they were going to play. And then both were both shows were kind of in a conundrum, if you will, because there were songs that would get played on their shows that wouldn't get played anywhere else on the network. Meaning that, yes, I could see Public Enemy on Yo MTV Raps or I could see Public Enemy on rap city but i'm not gonna see public enemy on video video soul or whatever right. you know whatever video shows that they had right. so um and again you know outside of you know the the tone lokes and the crossover people like that maybe um so mix a lot with uh big butts mm. um, <laughs> baby got back right baby got back you other than that you probably weren't going to get a lot of play on stuff so you know, to answer your question, yeah, it, it. I think both shows broke a lot of artists, man. I really do. Mm. Word. That's. I, I think they broke a lot of artists. And like I said, man, for me, it was so influential with my style too, because mm-hmm. I, I, what I could do, you know, what I'm saying, as far as like with the clothes, I try to do mimic a lot of artists in the way they wore their clothes, even if I didn't have a type of clothes. And it wasn't too hard back in those days. It was big, baggy, and <laughs> right. I wasn't wearing no Tims nowhere, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I, I think the funny thing, man, is I really feel bad for this generation of yeah. hip-hop because, I mean, they don't really have that. No, they don't. They, I they mean, really don't. And, and why do you think... That there aren't, because that actually leads into a question I had. Why? Why do you think there aren't any shows? I mean, because people still do videos. Why do you think that there aren't any shows like a Yo MTV Raps or a Rap City? Because we're the leaders now. Mm. We're the mainstream. Mm. When you think, like I, we, we earlier in the in the conversation when we were talking, and I was like, Yo, like, there's no way you could watch some a lot of the videos that was on Yo MTV Raps past you know, yo MTV raps coming on, but we're, we, we're the leaders now. Like we have, we have taken over culture. We have, we have most definitely put our mark on pop culture in general. Like we, we lead things, but I don't think the attention span is there either. Mm, facts. Talk to uh-huh. him. <laughs> I on. really feel like, I really feel like if it's not on IG, or if it's not on Twitter, or if it's not on something social media, nobody's really dealing with it. Um, I still watch videos. I was hyped when, but see, it's like now I have to like find them, or it has to you gotta be go to YouTube? trending on YouTube. Okay, like okay. I'll never forget finding out that Kendrick Lamar had humble video, and I was like, I gotta find. <laughs> I gotta watch. I watched that shit at work when it dropped. Um, because I'm still, I, I still feel like I'm still that 12 year old kid that was. That scene 
today was a good day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm still him. Like I like seeing visuals to go with songs. Um, but you know, like they try to do. I mean, te- technically, you could kind of say 106 in part was that type of show. Technically, <laughs> um, but in all honesty, it's like I don't really feel like the attention span is is there, even though a lot of artists and you have to the new a lot of new artists put a lot of work and a lot of they put a lot of work into these new videos, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't really. I mean, if you look at the numbers as far as like YouTube numbers on videos, mm-hmm. they're still there. Like yeah, right, 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 right. Um, but I I look at also the way we consume music now too. I mean, we consume well, they consume music differently. I still get I still get full full projects. I still listen to projects from from front to back. Um, because I feel like. And was it you? Uh, yeah, this it was. This was actually. Uh, wait, one. I disrespected you because I called them projects, not albums. <laughs> <laughs> it's I okay, man. Um, I'm so used to talking to a lot of these um, artists, bro, and they they want you to call it they pro they projects. That but is so funny. I still, I do. I told you I listen to your podcast. I appreciate bro. it, man. I um, appreciate it. I completely disrespected you, but I I listen to albums bro like i have to listen from front to back and the reason being is because i can't force myself to just pick i can't just close my eyes and say this might be good this might be good this might be good um and i i still am a firm believer in supporting artists that you like which means i will buy your project Mm. i will make sure you get your money because i don't know what a stream is still you get what know. I'm saying? Still don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna run up the streams because you might not be getting paid until you hit like 1.3 million streams, which may happen, may not happen. I don't know that. Right. Um. But if I'm if I if I if I if I if I fuck with you, I'm getting your project. I mean, I'm getting your album. See? No, I it's a, see? It, you see? You, I gotta <laughs> I gotta get right. I gotta get right. Help me, Kyle. Help everybody, me. you know, people, and it's it's funny you mentioned that. And the reason why Cole is saying that is because I, I I talked about it on the podcast about how people call albums projects. I can't bring myself to call an album a project because project gives off the connotation as is something that is created only for a moment of time. And it's just mm. just that period. So it's you, you make a science project or whatever like that, and then you you put it all together. Somebody looks at it, and then they move on. And I think mm. when you make an album, an album is supposed to be something that's supposed to be here forever, and something that you're supposed to keep going back to, keep listening to, and just cherish it until 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 you're no longer here. Right. Um, and so that's why. And I appreciate Cole for saying that. But you know, I think I think you make a great point, man. I I don't know. I think you what you said the intention span i remember we were in college and one of my boys said he said you watch the average and i don't and i never never thought about this until he said it. he said you watch the average video he said every clip in the video is no longer than three seconds so whatever mm. frame that you're on is no longer than three seconds and mm. he said it's it's done that way specifically so you won't be focused on one particular thing and it's it the the idea is to keep it moving so like mm-hmm. when we're when you're watching the movies if you're watching the avengers you're watching a scene for however long that scene is you might not see any different camera angles or different mm-hmm. shots you might be looking at one shot 
for a minute of two people having dialogue. He said, mm-hmm. a music video, the longest you're going to get is three seconds. And I never mm-hmm. really thought about it. And that kind of fed into the lack of uh, attention span that we have just as consumers. But like you said, we consume things so much differently now that, you know, with all of the great music that's out, like you said, artists put a lot of time into it and they put a lot of time into their music. So you would think that they would put time into the videos and there's really no platform. You probably, this probably happens to you and I'm pretty sure it happens probably to a lot of the people that are listening. They don't necessarily know, necessarily know that a video is out unless they have to bump into one on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, this been plenty of times. I'm like, oh, shit, video for that? Oh, let me check it out. Well, I got, let me tell you what I did. I got smart and I, I subscribed to Hip Hop and R&B Hot List, which okay. updates on when somebody new, when a new artist drops, when an artist drops a new video, it'll be on there. That's good. And I did that. Um, I, I really, I, I just, I really feel like we don't, we just don't care about, like, the the um QC did uh, quality control did their compilation album this year, mm-hmm. and the baby and little baby actually did a video, which is essentially a Scarface video, but it's their version of it, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. I love it. I'm a fan of the baby and little baby, and I thought that 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 song that they did was dope. I thought the video that they did was dope, even though it was another play on Scarface, but I thought it was good. Like the um. Um, the baby he just dropped a, a video called intro mm-hmm. and that's his second video his first video should um people were going crazy over it. like these it's like artists still care about putting videos out i think it's the consumer who doesn't have the don't they don't have the attention span and they just don't want to pick this up on social media to be able to to do i could be wrong because no, i think you're onto something there i really do because i the attention span is there is i'm sorry it's not there because it goes back to even just how music is consumed like and i'm sure you know because you you listen to a lot of independent artists you listen to a lot of the newer artists and how many times have you been on a message board or you've been on social media and somebody's dropped an album and the album's been out for a couple of days. Oh man, I can't wait to what they what 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 they come out with next. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, bro, I just spent you know six months a year putting this together. Why are you talking about sit with what I just dropped? You know, let this cultivate and cook. You know, like I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they were like, they mentioned Kendrick, and they said, well, you know, Kendrick hadn't dropped an album in the last two years, and I was like, you don't have to. You don't have to. That's par for the course. Like. I remember an era where, no, you didn't have or didn't feel the need to necessarily be out there every six months where you you wouldn't put out an album for you. You put out an album, you tour, you go back in the studio and it might be three years, three or four years in between your 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 dates and everything. And you're not jump on, you know, five mixtapes in between. But, you know, the some of it is supply and demand. And some of it is, is that we are we as fans are so used to get we're so used to getting this music mm-hmm. so frequently and so much that it's so disposable and it goes back to something you said earlier because it's a stream and i'm not paying for it per se i don't care if it's i, I don't want to say i don't care if it's good or not but there's a lot of fans that just it's it's 
they could care less. You know, like if, if mm-hmm. they listen to it, they'll listen to it while Twitter is talking about it, while IG is talking about it for the first two weeks. And then after that, they push it to the side when the next person album comes out. You know, so it's how the music is consumed. The music is consumed in so and Sid and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. It's consumed in so much volume that, you know, you don't really know if the people are really taking it in the way that they should be. And I think right. part of how we see it is because we came from an era where we were just taught just to kind of just appreciate which, I mean, cause like I said, <laughs> I didn't know if rap was going to stick around. So when I got my run DMC tape, I held <laughs> on to it, you know, cause I, hell, I, I might've come home from school the next day and rap was no longer here. So right. when I got a chance to see rap city, when I got a chance to see yo MTV raps, it was something that we cherished and we held, you know, re- really close to us because it was new. It was something dope. It was something that was fresh. But right. again, like you said, to your point, it was black. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like a producer out of Birmingham, her name is her name is Jasmine Garfield. Which, if uh, you might have ever heard, nobody's probably never heard of that name before. But I mm. guarantee you, you will. I promise you, you will hear this name. Anyway. She made a point on Twitter and she said that Lizzo's song, she had that she made the 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 song that went number 1 was was made in 2017. Mm. And she finally got her number 1. And it was a bit of a conversation that I went back and forth with her about people riding waves all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of times artists are so busy trying to ride whatever the hot wave is that the music that they put out they don't nurture it don't give it time don't they don't get they don't have that marination there ain't no marination in that like you need it and I, I i we went back and forth about this and i told her i said i missed the days when artists actually nurtured their music yes and actually created um people a lot of time people sit up here and be like yo so-and-so ain't dropped in like you said kendrick ain't dropped in two years why does he have to drop every year? <laughs> he does. I think Kendrick has proven. Kendrick has proven that he is best out right now. Mm-hmm. So what? What do you? What more do you want him? I. When you talk to artists, I talk to a lot of different artists. I do interviews with artists, and I talk to a lot of artists here. I talk to a lot of artists in general, and a lot of times, um, they want to make these grandiose wonderful albums but then it's not the wave mm. <laughs> so they song i talked to an artist this past weekend who said he got 30 songs in the tuck right now 30 songs that's a lot and he's been sitting on them and i'm like why are you sitting on them man he's like well you know the wave kind of changed up it's gonna be part of what everybody else is doing and i was like man, so you create your own wave man i'm sitting here telling this kid i'm like yo do you know that you most definitely you're sitting on something that possibly you could be possibly sitting on a hit. You could be possibly sitting on something that could boom and get you out of where you where you at right now, and you could be getting more more money independently. But you want to sit on it. Well, so who's to say that what you got now is not right, bro? Like, right. you, you have to start taking chances with your music you, you and, and i mean that that goes into just what we what we talking about just see, these shows were chances i mean like nobody thought to i mean who like you said mtv yeah it was probably 
Ted Demi and a couple other white guys sitting around. Hey, we probably could get somebody to come on here and co-host the show. But there, somebody had to take a chance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, Ted Demi handpicked Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. Took a chance on a high school security guard. And I, I think Dre was like a DJ from like around the way or something like that. But he wasn't somebody that was, you know, known. He wasn't somebody that was in the industry at the time. You know, Big Les was a dancer. I mean, like, you got these stories. And like you said, you have to be willing to take a chance. And to your point, in talking to the artists that you were talking to, if you weren't, if you're not bold enough to take a chance on yourself, who's going to take a chance on you? Right. I mean, I just don't understand that. That's that's crazy to me. And I, I really <sighs> these shows, man. Like a lot of people don't understand too, and a lot of people don't really, really. I mean, it's still done in the industry right now, which is putting out singles before putting out the the album. And being able to see where people are gonna vibe off of, mm-hmm. but a lot of times too, you would get this video so er- so much earlier than when the when the album actually dropped. You know what I'm saying? So these shows were also feelers for artists, um, for labels, A and R's, all of that stuff, man. Like I, I really feel like these shows with the videos, you know, gave us a taste. A better taste of what we were getting. I like having visuals of music, man. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think I think really really dope, man, because it enhances what you know what it is that you're listening to. You know, particularly if the video goes along with the song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now if you got a song about flowers and then your video is about you know you just got women just twerking on the top of a truck i mean <laughs> people are not really gonna follow your song they're just gonna be checking for the video for a little while right. at least right um so that that got me to thinking about something you just said when we talk about yo mtv raps and uh rap city is there a favorite interview on either one that you had that you can remember wow Gosh, I'm trying to think. Cause my favorite, my favorite interview on, um, hmm. Yo MTV Raps was not my favorite show, but my favorite interview on Yo MTV Raps was probably when Fab, not my Fab Five, Love and Dr. Dre sat down with Eric B and Rakim. That was so dope because I had never, and I'm a huge fan, I'd never heard Rakim do an interview. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that was really, really dope because, again, we got a chance to see these people that we didn't, that we listened to their music, but you never got a chance to see. I mean, because think about it. They're not, they're not going on NBC or ABC and doing an interview. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not going on CNN to do an interview. So that was that was my, my standout moment as far as interview. It was a really, really dope interview, man. They were talking about how Paid in Full came to be and, and, you know, just what they were doing in the industry and just talking about some of their music. Just And mm-hmm. what was cool was that Ed and Dre were asking them questions that we wanted to hear. You know, it wasn't just asking yeah. just a just regular bullshit question. Um, as far as Rap City, probably my favorite interview, um, Joe Claire uh, and Biggie. Biggie's last interview. Oh, wow. Yeah, they was in the... Uh, they were in L.A. This is after Pac died. Yes, yes. And 
I love that interview, man. And what was really what really stood out to me was like Biggie. That was the time that he got a chance to kind of squash it. He was mm. just like, you know, he let the world know. Like him and Pac was, they were cool. Like they, like he was, he didn't like he didn't have any animosity toward Pac after he died. Mm-hmm. And it, you could kind of tell like he really was down about the fact that Pac had died. And they really yeah. didn't get a chance to kind of square things up before he died. Yeah, and it yeah. was really, really cryptic because I think that was the last time we saw Biggie alive. So, yeah, um, yeah that, uh-huh. that that was my favorite. It's probably going to be more random because it's the only one that keeps popping up in my head. And I don't know if it's because uh, I just thought it was cool as fuck. Um, it was Rap City and it was I don't think it was RZA. Ghostface Killer and Raekwon. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't the whole Woo. I don't think the whole Woo was on there because I think Raekwon's album was going to drop. Oh. I think it was Raekwon's album. Purple Tape? No, 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 no. The first one, the uh, Only Built for Cuban Links. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Purple Tape. Oh, that purple, was, yeah, yeah, that's what I call it. I call it Purple Tape. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that was about to drop and they were on Rap City and Raekwon had this freestyle sitting on the toilet which was dope as fuck. And Rizzo was actually like DJing. It was crazy. But they had an interview and it was just, you know, like I I listened to Wu-Tang. I never really had heard like an interview for real, like per se. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really get a get an interview from them dudes. I just knew Wu-Tang. I was like, oh shit, they tight as fuck. Um, but yeah, it was it was Raekwon, Ghostface, and RZA, and they was they was in the basement, and they did a, a, a. I just remember I know the freestyle. He was sitting on top of the toilet. <laughs> I will never forget that part. But I think the interview, because I was like, I was like, oh snap! Like Raekwon's gonna drop something. I'm like, I'm, I'll check it out. I don't care. And only built for Cuban links was amazing. I love that album. Uh, yeah, man. But it was it was the first time I had really. I'm infatuated. Like so, when you grow up, <laughs> when you grow up in in out west, you either don't. For me, you I either just didn't care about New York, or you get you curious about how mm-hmm. New York is. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's not. You know it's not the same. <laughs> you know no what I'm question. saying? Because they, 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 I mean, and I get it because they didn't really show up nationally. They didn't show show y'all the love that you probably should have gotten. It was it was weird, but I always. I was always I was the curious kid. I was like, I wonder how it is out there for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when I see people like Nas and like uh, Wu Tang and like Rakim and all the other stuff, I'm like, oh okay. So, you know, I'm like, I guess that's just how New York is. You know what I'm saying? But it was just interesting to see uh, those three, just to see Raekwon, I guess, because I I never. Again, like I never really like I knew about Wu Tang, but I didn't really know about Wu Tang like the all the members. I I mm-hmm. remember seeing videos and stuff like that. But, like him on Rap City and doing the the freestyles and stuff like that. I just thought that was dope. And uh, and um, it was an E Forty interview that was pretty dope too. But anything E Forty is God. E Forty man, when he when he would come to bring that slang, man, you. You had to follow him. <laughs> and he was exposing everything. He was exposing everything. But 40, 40 Water was like, that's, that's, that's like, again, that's why I like Rap City so much because E40 couldn't have been, I mean, I don't know if E40 was ever on Yo! MTV Rap. I'm sure he wasn't. And I 
I cannot think of a <laughs> time that I've ever from Fort Water on <laughs> on MTV. <laughs> so that was so for me. I'm like, man, they look at you forty, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. so it's like that's why I think that's why I hold Rap City so close because I just feel like they just embraced everywhere. They embraced every, especially mm-hmm. when the South, even when the South was starting to come this up. Is true. This is true. They embraced so true. every part of hip-hop they break even when it was like an east coast west coast situation they still embraced everybody man and i love that that that's that's why i hold rap city so close to me man. no doubt no doubt um last question for man before we get out of here uh why do you think yo mtv raps and rap city were important why why do you think these shows are, are staples because I know for for me it's like when you look at it yo mtv raps was on from 88 to 95 mm-hmm. and i think when bet came they they premiered uh rap city rap city was on from was it 1989 to 2008 mm-hmm. so i know both had their period where they started a the little downfall and kind of fell off but why were these shows so important I mean, I all the whole episode. I'm gonna say it again. Ow, mm. culture, um, introduction to to music that you probably would have never picked up if you've never if you've never seen the video. For us, for for us, I really feel like man, we got introduced to so much. For for people who are willing to accept the music, bro, like. Whenever you hear something that you like and you're willing to embrace it, that's always a good thing because that means no that means that that we're able. Nah, I sound like a preacher. We're <laughs> a, we're able to grow this. We're able to grow this this wonderful tree that's hip hop, man. Like I don't understand why we don't we don't cherish this this, this we don't cherish this. I mean, I do, and I know you do. Oh, no doubt. But we need to cherish this thing like it helps us grow it so much just being able to to open our minds, man. I was so blessed to be able to to see and hear so many different artists from both these shows. And I don't think I don't think for for a lot of those people, I don't think the music alone would have been able to open my eyes. Like if I would have never seen I really feel like if I never would have seen like I'm just going to throw like Raekwon or Wu-Tang out there. And if I wouldn't have never seen like a video, if I never would have seen like their interview on these shows, I don't think I would be as open to listening to that as I was when I was growing up. Mm, mm. Great, great points, man. I think I, I, I got to say it. I mean, like I just think back, it was it was something that was refreshing. It was something that we gravitated towards because we didn't really we, you know, in 88, we really didn't have much. You know, we had some great albums, but mm-hmm you had finally somebody on TV representing that looked like you. Um, I even remember just doing some research for the, for this show. Uh, the pilot episode for yo MTV raps was actually hosted by run DMC. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It was one of their, one of their, it was probably one of the highest rated shows that they had. And then obviously they moved to Frab five Freddy, but Run DMC actually hosted the first pilot episode. And, you know, from seeing that to watching guys like Ed Lover and Dr. Dre come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and another fun fact about MTV, your MTV raps was that 
they shot all five weekly episodes in one day. So Dang. they did. Yeah, they didn't shoot. You know, you we thought that you know it was like okay, they were there each day. No, they shot all five episodes in one day. But um, you know, both shows were you know they were global. They they helped launch what hip hop came to be globally. Um, it 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 went from just being you know on the street corners or whatever the case may be to being something international. Yeah. And like you said, you're you being on the West Coast. What it did was was that if there was a video for Too Short, I was able to watch that video in South Carolina and be like, yo, okay, that's our cats in, in Oakland. And if I saw a video from, you know, Run DMC, okay, that's our cats kicking in New York. Mm-hmm. Or if I saw a video from Two Live Crew in Miami, I'm like, okay, that's our cats kicking in Miami. And so it just, it got a chance to bring everybody together. Uh, Chuck D, I remember him describing you know, rap in particular as the black CNN. And that was, and that's so true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That's exactly what it was because a lot of it spoke to the streets and where we were coming from. And these video shows were pioneers and trailblazers because it introduced us to so much more. Um, right. I would be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, the final freestyle on, uh, on yo MTV raps. I, uh, I was going to bring, I was going to bring it up too. Cause I was, I was going to, I was going to ask you, I was going to throw it because I know we got to wrap up, but I was going to ask you like one, I want to make this statement. One, probably one of the greatest moments in hip hop history. Yes, yes hands down. Um, but two, how did that make you feel to know that something that was a staple in, in, in hip hop culture was coming to an end? It, it was it was uh, it was bittersweet, man, because I was like, we got a chance. And I remember that freestyle like it was like it was I mean, like everybody from Rakim to Karis one Chubb Rock, um, Eric Sermon, MC Search from Third Base, um, Craig Method was Man was there. Craig Mack, Red Man, um, yeah. everybody special ed. They all passed the mic around. Everybody was rhyming. Uh, it was bittersweet, man, because I'm like, this shit is so dope, and y'all taking it away. And I mean, I, I knew, you know, it was, you know, they, they, the, 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 the viewership was declining or whatever the case may be. And, you know, for lack of a better terms, TRL was taking over and, you know, <laughs> subsequently, yeah. you know, TRL and then the black TRL, which was 106 and park, mm-hmm. you know, kind of did the same for, for rap city, you know, rap city was the, the lead in to became the lead in to, uh, you know, 106 and park and 106 and park just really kind of took off. And, you know, Rap City was kind of like a shell of its its former self by the time it finally went off the air in 2008. So it was bittersweet, man. I, I didn't want to see the end, but, you know, it had a great run. And I was just glad to be around to see it, man, and to see all of those acts and see all of those videos and stuff like that. And then to get that final freestyle, man, that was that was dope as hell, man. That was, like you said, one of it doesn't matter where you are or who you are, or where you're from. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers that freestyle. Everybody that was around at that time, and even people who weren't even around. I mean, you can still you can look it up on YouTube. It's still there. It's it was one of those uh, timeless moments in history. What about you? Um, as far as like how that made me feel, yeah, I thought it it sucked. <laughs> I mean, you got to realize that that we, especially that time, we didn't have a lot. Nope. We we didn't have a lot of shows at that time and 
the stuff that we did have, you know, because I, I think around about that time was like living single on and mm-hmm. yep. um, like Martin and stuff like that was on and they infused hip hop, which was cool because that means the, the culture was actually reaching out. But like for us to be able to for us who are who are hip hop heads and we are, are people who of the culture um, for for something that important to be gone. It it's just it sucks, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like you're you're you're. I mean, you're taking away. You're taking away like a staple and and something that that became a tradition for us to be able to come in and sit down and see these videos and see these artists and get these interviews. We got interviews on a weekly basis with mm-hmm. with people who we consider hip hop royalty now. You get what I'm saying? Facts. Like, we don't got that no more. Nope. Unless they go cross seas to talk to Tim Westwood. <laughs> you get what? But do, do you feel me? Like, oh, I totally understand. Like, get off of it, man. Like, or they go talk to Joe Button. Whatever. You get what I'm saying? Like, we were literally at a time where we could see our favorite artists on a weekly basis or one of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I miss that. <laughs> yeah, man. It, 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 it was a great period in hip hop and it's unfortunate that, you know, it came to an end and I think we, we probably would have felt a little bit better about it if there had been a replacement, but you know, it, like I said, it's bittersweet because it ended and nothing really in that same or that same vein has replaced it. But you know, we still have those memories. So I, you know, we can hold on to that. And it's, it's, it was dope really to sit here and talk about it, man. Cause it, even just talking about it brings back so many memories and just even doing some research about it, man, really took me back to how dope it really, really was. And I miss those times in hip hop because, uh, you know, so much has changed and I'm not saying that I'm, a, you know, opposed to change, but you know, I'm also one of those people who like to look back and see where we, where we were. And I think when you look back and see where we were, you can kind of definitely have a little bit more appreciation for where we're actually going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I miss it. I miss it though, for yeah. real. <laughs> now hip hop shows are like gossip now. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, oh my god, it. like Nicki Minaj is mad. Like yeah. who cares? Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's stuff like everyday struggle. Nah, I mean like that stuff is not. I mean, it's for those who like it. It's not something that appeals to me. And like you said, it's it's not about the artist anymore. It's about who dissed who or who's, you know, who wrote for who or who, you know, what is it's not about what it's supposed to be about. But, you know, I mean, I that, that, that's another story. <laughs> another story. <laughs> for another podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> but, bro, I appreciate you for coming. Before you get out of here, Cole, man, tell people, tell folks listening where they can find you at, man. All right, everybody. So, um, if you want to catch me, one, my name is Cole Jackson. Uh, and if you want to catch me, gosh, you can catch me on so many different things. Um, I have a podcast. It's called Government Name Podcast. Uh, every Tuesday, um, we we drop. We're on all streaming platforms. We're actually on my website, BYKRadio.net. Um, you can also catch me on BYKRadio.net. That is your source for indie music and indie culture. I have blogs. I have interviews. Uh, podcast network. All of those things. Um, we have live music that actually plays. Uh, we play independent indie music. Indie. We play indie music, and we also play some top forty. So you know, just okay. go by and check that out. Um, you can also catch me on Twitter. If you catch me on Twitter, it's at Cole Jackson one two. And if you catch me on Instagram, it's at Cole Jackson underscore B Y K. 
Dope, dope, dope. So hit them up, man. Hit them up. They got a lot of content. They got a lot of content. You, especially you, independent artists. Any independent artists listening, or if you if you're into listening to independent artists, um, Mm -hmm. they got a little bit for everybody, man. So definitely, definitely check them out. So again, man, thanks for coming through. I definitely appreciate. Kyle, you gonna put me on? You gonna put me on another show? Oh yeah, bro. Podcast one more time, bro. We definitely got to do it again. It's fun, man. And I, I, again, I gotta thank you because you came up with this idea, not me. <laughs> hey, I needed um, I needed somebody, I needed somebody that was an OG in in hip hop like me to talk about that because oh, I, you know, sure. I can't talk to everybody, everybody. This so is I true. Just, <laughs> I just wanted to um, I just I thought you would listen to your show. Um, let me say this because I know you got to go. I'm I'm trying. I'm not That's trying not to. Um, but listening to your show, man, it resonates with me with this. This history of 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 hip hop that we have, man, like we gotta respect it, and we gotta we gotta. No matter what these these young lions want to talk about, y'all gotta realize it's a history behind what y'all yeah, doing, man. Yeah, like, yeah. please, man, like just I'm not telling you that you gotta know everything from way back in the day, but all I'm saying is give it a chance and just and, and understand where your roots are. Or where they come from. That's all I'm saying. No, man, I couldn't have said it better, man. That, that's, th- when I talk hip hop, that's what I that's what I want to do. I want to enlighten and educate some of those who weren't either weren't around or just you know because you can't help it if you weren't born. But mm-hmm. I want to bring, and I hope, and that's what I try to bring to each podcast when I do talk hip hop. Is particularly when I talk about stuff in the past, is just to bring that education and that knowledge because I think if you're going to people like us who are I don't even call us OGs. I call us seasoned veterans. There you go. I take that too. Seasoned veterans. We OGs too, but we're also seasoned veterans. I think when we're seasoned like us, we've seen so much and we have so much more to offer. And I think it's really about bridging the gap. And I think part of bridging the gap is you have to have someone who is willing to listen and understand where it is they came from. And, and if, you, if you're an MC, if you're a DJ, and if you're somebody that's striking out now, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying there's, there's nothing wrong with listening to the Migos or the Baby or whomever, but understand everything that you're doing, everything that you're trying to do came from someplace else. Understand where that, where that came from. And if you have a better understanding of where that stuff came from, then you might be able to avoid some of the pitfalls that some of the people that came before you couldn't. That's mm-hmm. all. That's it. That's, that's it. all. That's all I want. I just want. I, it's. I just want these indie artists to make it. That's oh, all no I doubt. want. No I want doubt. Y- I want y'all to make y'all money, and I want us to keep. I want the grow the culture to grow, and I want exactly. hip hop to continue yeah. to grow. We want it to grow because it can't be stagnant. Because at one point in time, we really thought it was dead, or it was on its lifeline, and it's not. It's it's thriving. But you have to keep pushing it forward. And I think podcasts like this and, and, and your podcast and Sid's podcast and just what we're trying to do and what we're trying to convey to the people, I think that's a good form of pushing it forward and educating. Because I think as long as you're educating people and people are willing to listen, you got something, there, you know, mm-hmm. and you can move you can move forward and build from that. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Let me say one more thing. Go ahead, go ahead. And this is it for real. I keep saying that. <laughs> no, if you were, stop trying to disrespect these young lions out here, bro. If you were OG in the game, spit game, man. Don't sit up here and try to preach to these 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 young lions, bro. Mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Cause you know what? Use that same young lion at one time, and you wouldn't. Look-
listening to nobody that was trying to preach at you either, man. So if you are, if you're OG in the game, man, look, share your wisdom, share the wisdom, and not preach to the young lions, man. Because I'm telling you, people receive receive information differently, and if really you, do. And if you if you come in at a at a disrespectful way, or if you come in in a way that that's not gonna be able to uh, a easy pill to swallow, ain't nobody gonna do it. Mm-mm. No, because like you said, we were all that age at one particular time, and I think for the most part. If you're an OG, if you're willing to disseminate the information, most people are willing to listen. Most people. Now, you got some that ain't going to listen. And you can't get frustrated with those who don't listen. But if, if you're willing to put the information out, let whoever's going to get it, let them receive it. Right. Everything else will take care of itself. Right. Man, again, thanks for coming through. I want to thank everybody for listening. You all know where to find me. You listen to me this damn long. You know where, <laughs> you, you know where the hell I'm at. Uh, for those of you who, for those of you who don't know, uh, the podcast is available on all streaming platforms. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at twelve Kyle. If you have any questions, any comments, hit us up, man. We're we're more than willing to hear what you have to say. Uh, so for Cole Jackson, I'm your boy Twelve Kyle. That's gonna do it for us. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000. Yeah. Back to the basement. Big Tick. Ludacris. JC. DTP. Talk. Oh. 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 Ludacris. Third album. Still whooping they ass. Still travel overseas with over 10,000 cash. Enough money in the chain to keep a country fed. People ask why the skull is because I like it. And they wonder if I'm good. Hell yeah, it's a great feeling. I got bongs tall as the Empire State Building. What more could I want? I get it and waste it. Only thing left to take is Rap City in the basement. Snatch the furniture or here's the plan. Kidnap Big Tigger and hold him for 10 grand. Tell BET if they want to see him again. Bring free Sanai Lathan and a bottle of gin So I could get right to it The game, I just threw it Why I keep going platinum, I don't know I just do it It's cause I ain't finished It's cause I know the business It's cause the stuff I f*** is as purple as Grimace From Mickey D's with cheese, I stay open Y'all wonder why the ice cream machine's still broken I'm too hot, plus I'm living the life Only rapper that you know that got best of the booth twice Jump back, I can't stand myself. Just bought a crib in Miami just to tan myself. What? <laughs> what they want me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Luda. There was one part of that freestyle I definitely wasn't feeling. Damn, my 10 grand, they better bring 10 million. It's Big Tigger putting it down on BT, holding it down with my cousin Luda DTP. Hey, I'ma do me, please do you. If I ain't on this next album, blame Shaka Zulu. It's Big Tigger off the top, blazing hot, cop the drop, so I can look hot in the summer. Come through Funky Drummer, never bummer when I'm rolling through. It's Big Tigger, and I know your girl's swollen too. Looking at the icy chains, he said he got the skull on. He call it head, I call it brains. Yes, Tigger putting on down. I know you hate this. Open up my jacket, girls doing the Matrix. Because the ice is so flossy, it costs me nothing. Never, Big Tigger still clever, yes. Hey, hey, it's baby, tasty. Big Tigger coming through with DJ JC. From Detroit to ATL, I ring your bell back in a minute or so. Watch the video and chill.